everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show we have Christine Kane. And for the next couple of days actually, and she's going to be talking to us about trusting God in any difficulty. Seems like for the, you know, the past couple of weeks I've come across a lot of different messages about the loaves and the fishes and how important it is for us to give our little to God so that he can multiply it. Sometimes we think well, I don't have enough for to cover it all, so I, I'm just not going to mess with it at all. But we have to give our part. We are only part of the big puzzle that God is creating. We're only part of the story that he, you know, his story. So we've got to be willing to give the little that we have and then trust him with the rest. Here's Christine. Normally, if we have grown up in any kind of church context, and I imagine living in this part of America, whether you've been to church before or not, everyone has heard the story of the loaves and fishes and everyone's heard the story of Jesus walking on water. Rarely do we teach these texts together, but you actually can't um, teach them separately because the story starts where a story always starts, before the story, and it ends before, uh, after we think it ends, which is like right at the end of verse 52 when Jesus gets in the boat and he says, I've gotten back into this boat and I'm really, really upset. And the reason I'm upset is because I realize that your hearts are hardened and you didn't actually have a clue what happened on the mountain yesterday. See, normally we love to teach the story of the loaves and fishes and we finish when it's all been distributed and we all celebrate because everyone ate and everyone was satisfied. But then we don't read a few verses on where Jesus gets in the boat and he says, you actually did not even understand what just happened. The text starts up on a mountain. The disciples had been teaching. They'd been preaching all day. They came to Jesus and they gave accountability for what they'd taught and what they'd done. And then they were hungry. Obviously, they'd had nothing to eat. It's not an, incident, an incidental little line in the text. It's actually so crucial to the text because obviously that sets up what's going to happen later on. Jesus says, let's get to the other side and we're going to have some rest. The only problem is when they get to the other side, 15,000 people are already there. Now, sometimes you just trip over this in the text and you miss the fact that this was before there was any mass Facebook posting or any big Twitter blast or any big Instagram post. This was not put on CNN or on Fox News. Jesus is going across the lake. Make sure that you're there. This is before there was amplification. This is before there was any social media. But you know what? There was something obviously so compelling, so magnetic, so attractional about this man that he talks to 12 disciples. Somehow the word gets out that he's going to be on the other side. 15,000 people get there before before Jesus even gets there so they can hear what Jesus has got to say. Do you realize, church, there was a time when it was enough that Jesus was going to be somewhere and because Jesus was going to be there, people got there before he got there. It didn't matter what speaker was going to be there, what artist was going to be there. It didn't matter what football game was on as long as Jesus was going to be there. Do you realize what it would be and what a testimony it would be in this nation if it was enough that Jesus was going to be in church on Sunday, that we didn't just turn up on the third song and just we'll just wait if I get out of bed. Some of us, we think, that we're doing worship because we're waiting for all the late people to come to church. That's not why we're doing praise and worship. We're doing warfare in the heavenlies to prepare for the presence of God and the power of God and for miracles and signs and wonders to occur in the house of God. There was a time when Jesus was enough. Jesus was enough. And so they get there and the Bible says that He had compassion on them. Now this is interesting 
Because more often than not, we think if Jesus has compassion, it means that he, he feeds the poor and the marginalised. Now, I help to rescue the victims of human trafficking. We run a large global anti-trafficking organisation. So I am all about social justice. I am all about the poor and the marginalised and helping. We're right up involved in the Syrian crisis on the border in Greece, in Croatia, in um, France. I am all up and in it. But let me tell you, Jesus in this context had compassion on them and the Bible says so he began teaching them many things. Never, ever, ever underestimate the power of teaching the Word of God. Never, ever underestimate the power that we have and the privilege that we have to gather together on a Sunday morning. We are watching things decline in this nation. We are watching things happen that we never thought would happen in our lifetime. This is not a day to start picking and choosing, do I feel like going to church or don't I? We need to presence ourselves in the house of God to honour the Word of God, to prioritise the teaching of the Word of God. Well, we can. And so he says he began to teach them many things. Now, we know the disciples are getting hungry at this point. And um, so the disciples do what most leaders do. If you know, this is what happens. If you, if you, if you, <laughs> leaders will often go to the pastor and say, Pastor, we need X, Y, and Z because the people are hungry. But really what it means is they really want it. And so what that happened was the disciples really wanted it. They blamed the people. They said to Jesus, look, you've got to send them to go get something to eat. The stores are going to close. And we want this crowd back next week. And so we want to keep this crowd happy. So make sure that, that, that you come back, that you send them away. And Jesus does what he always does. Because more often than not, we are the answer to our own prayer. And so he says to them, what do you have? No, sorry. He says to them, you give them something to eat. He makes a statement. You give them something to eat. Now they do what we do. Jesus often tells us directly, he says, I want you to do this. Instead of just simply obeying him, we mishear him and we think he's asking us, why can't you do this? He said, you give him something to eat. But they begin to tell him why they can't. This is going to take six months of a man's salary. This is, this is just too hard. There are too many people. There's 15,000 people here. My mother didn't pack extra anchovies and extra pit of bread here. I don't have enough for 15,000. They're giving him a list. That's what we do. I remember when the Lord spoke to Nick and I and spoke to our heart about starting the A21 campaign. Well, you know, I remember just thinking, I, I can't do this. I was in, in Greece, in Thessaloniki, Greece, and um, I had just had my second child. I was 40, nearly 41, just had my second child. And I think when you pop out a kid at 41, you deserve a purple heart. And, um, it's a, you, you know, it's not like, Lord, what do you mean go start an anti-trafficking organisation? I want to go and retire on a Greek island. That's what I'm thinking. And so in the midst, I'm like, but God, I can't do this. But God, I, I don't even know anything about human trafficking. But God, I've got a degree in English and economic history, so I can like count to 10 and read golden books. But, but God, this is like, you know, Albanian and, and, and Russian mafia. And they're like, kill people. And, and the Greek economy, this is like nine years ago, the Greek economy is, a, is about to go bankrupt. Well, since then, we've bankrupted the entire planet. You're welcome. But, you know, at that time, it was like, but God, there's an economic crisis about to happen. But God. I live in Australia, don't you know? That's like so far away from Greece. But God, I'm a woman. But God, I, and the list goes, but God. That's what we do. The Lord asks us, but God, but, 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 but. We've got a whole bunch of Christians leading with their butt and we're going nowhere. That's the whole problem. It's like you don't get very far when you're leading with the wrong end. And so we're like, but, hey, could you just imagine? We sing of God's omniscience. We sing of God's sovereignty. We sing of God's omnipotence. We sing of His omnipresence. We sing of His grandeur, but we don't really believe it. Because when we start with our butts, we start going and we treat Him like He doesn't know. Can you imagine when I'm like, but God? And He's like, oh my God. No, I am God, all three of me. What am I going to do? 
I'm having an existential crisis. Gabriel, did you know that, there, uh, that the planet is on the verge of an economic crisis? Did you know that Wall Street is about to tank? Did you know Mr. Dow Jones, we don't know who he is, but he has schizophrenic attacks. He goes up and down, up and down, up and down, three, four, three, four, three, four. Oh, what are we going to do? Are we going to need to, to pawn, go to a pawn shop with one of the, our little bits of gold of the streets of gold? What's going to happen? It's, it's, they're freaking out. That, that's how we treat him. Forget that he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The fullness of the earth is the Lord's. Oh, the fullness thereof. Or oh, the whole earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We, we, we start to think like, like, God, because Wall Street's having an economic collapse or the IMF is freaking out and Greece is going, to, wow, God, heaven, how's heaven doing? Is it okay? The streets of gold, do you want to throw us a few little pieces of that? That's how we start. Oh, God, you, you mustn't be able to provide for me because look what's happening. But, but God, you know, I, I live in, can you imagine God going, she lives in Australia and this is Greece. Um, Peter, can you give me a GPS? I, I, I'm, I'm a bit rusty on my earth geography. I'm, I'm good on, on, on other galaxies, but I'm just not good on earth. As if he doesn't know where you live. Oh, she's a woman. Did you know that, Peter? Oh, my word. Oh, my word. What have we done? That's how we treat him. As, as if he doesn't know. And we go, but, 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 as if it's so pious and holy. But the root of that is actually pride because what we're saying is my limitations are greater than God's supernatural ability to do something in and through my life. That's what we're actually saying. We're saying my limitations are bigger than God's power. So God does what he does with all of us. He just rolls his eyes because here we are eight and a half years later with the A21 campaign by the grace of God. All those things were facts. But the truth was God had called us and here we are, 12 officers, 11 countries, hundreds of girls rescued, dozens of traffickers in jail, seeing a difference made all around the world. Because it was never about my butt. It was about what God could do. It's about what God could do. And so the Lord rolls his eyes and he almost ignores them. He dismisses them in the text and he says to them, um, you give them something to eat. What do you have Go and see. And this is the word why someone's come to church this morning. What do you have? Go and see. Because the truth is Jesus knows that the ingredients for a miracle are always in our midst. But God cannot multiply what you do not recognise. So He says, I want you to go back and I want you to have a look at the ingredients for the miracle because they're there. You might think this marriage is over, but I'm telling you there's ingredients for a miracle here. They're small, but it's there. That child that seems away, the ingredients are there. That dream, the ingredients are there. It's just that they're in seed form and a seed never looks fantastic or huge. But he says, I need you to go and see because you do not even realise that I'm about to do a miracle that some chick's going to be talking about in Arkansas, Texas. Oh, I'm not in Texas, I'm in Arkansas. I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. And so I knew I was somewhere in this part of the world. Some chick is going to talk about in 2,000 years I'm about to do this miracle and the ingredients for the miracle are in that crowd of 15,000 and you can't even see it, so go and look. And so they go, could you imagine? Anybody got a spare lunch? Jesus wants to feed 15,000 people. And everyone then starts to freak out because they're looking around. Do you think there was only one little boy with a lunch that day? Of course there were lots of packed lunches. These were good Jewish mothers. They would have packed lunches for their sons and their husbands. But the truth is, this is what everyone does. We do this in church every week. Pastor will say there's a need. We'll display what that need is. And this is what we think. Oh, I don't 
don't have everything. I can't do it all. So we think because we can't do everything, we end up doing nothing instead of the one thing that would activate something. Jesus never said, I want you to do everything. He said, what do you have? What do you have? I would tithe, pastor, but I didn't make, I I didn't ask you for it. I just asked you for 10%. Not 10% of what your neighbor earns. What do you have? That's all I'm saying. What are you going to bring? I didn't ask you about the gifts you don't have. What gifts do you have? What do you have? But we spend all our life talking about what we don't have, what we are not, what we wish we had, that we never ever begin to sow the one thing that we do have. So we give Jesus nothing to multiply. That was Christine Kane, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Christine Kane, Trust God in Any Difficulty. You can also find out more information at christinecain.com. I encourage you to check her out and to see all the different books she has written. She's got some great ones. I've read them, and I, you know, she's just a great minister. So have a great day, and remember to live your 320 life more than you can imagine. God bless you.